welcome everyone today in the next episode of in conversation with i am hardik patni and we have mr mahavir pratap sharma with us he is the chairman of tie global board of trustees tie india angels and rain rajasthan angels he is a serial entrepreneur and a part of a team business and social organizations and exudes passion in angel investing leadership and mentoring so welcome sir how are you i'm good thank you hardik how are you yeah i am also good sir sir so uh, as you have uh, like you are the chairman of ti global and and a, a board member sir so tell us about your journey in short so you know um, i have been um, in international trade um, and marketing for the last uh, 33 years i started my career very early 87 88 um you know we were traditionally a craft based business um you know carpets jewelry um then we started to do uh, i moved to the us for 6 years um you know so i got a lot of exposure in international trade and marketing and that's how i continued and came back to india after um, 94 95 and started my work um gradually keep kept on adding uh, multiple things to my business added jewelry branding marketing events um dabbled into real estate then you know tie came along in 2001 2002 and when i saw startups uh, growing at the rate that they are growing and uh, you know i then i started to look at tech as an option um i you know not only created the tech around my traditional businesses but again started to invest in 2013 14 um as an angel investor played a very active role in tie locally or in india or globally and that's where you know i am after uh, you know 18 19 years in tie and 6 7 years of angel investment still continuing the traditional businesses but also angel investing um, and uh, very active in the startup world okay sir so that's really a great journey because you uh, you are there from the starting and now you are heading the organization yeah 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 sir so when you first Go started on. started working did you foresee that this is where you would be No I don't think anyone can foresee all yeah. I know is that uh, I want to um I uh, mean you know, grow or do things that I love and have passion for and that's what I've followed um as a um as a you know strength and whatever makes sense to me to my mind and to my heart I start to continue to do that and uh, that is where I have reached and I don't know what lies ahead but I will continue to be enterprising continue to move in a direction which uses my core abilities and core strengths and uh, you know i can add value to my life and career okay so nowadays many many young entrepreneurs like they have an idea but they somewhere don't have that confidence to execute it so how can a entrepreneur turn himself into an entrepreneur see uh, one thing uh, is very important unless you uh, dare to dream um you will never be able to execute or succeed so having an idea is is one major step uh, that um, kids today should have and i'm very glad that they have that uh but then having said that this is not, not um, you know worthy of uh, much success because out of every 10000 people who have an idea one um gets uh, invested or becomes successful so the odds are against you <clears throat> so what you need to do is you need to vet the idea you need to go see how this idea will work is there a demand for the idea that you have is there enough do you are you worthy of delivering that idea 
um do you have enough money or bandwidth to make sure that you can prove a point uh at a level before you go to other people for funding so all these um you know hard questions have to be asked to yourself um or to your uh, senior people your mentors your um, you know college uh faculty members or friends and family and or or you know organizations like tai can very much help um, with all that because you know we are our mandate is to mentor and help um reaching out to these people to get an idea and then start to move in a direction that works for everyone and everyone says might work or you think you can make it work uh, sir so like uh, the steps are like uh, first you have to brainstorm then you uh, go to the ideation phase and then you validate so many ideas are like just disperse when they are at a stage of validation so how can a person validate the idea by himself or to whom <laughs> by asking it can be validated so validation uh, in the market is a third party validation is very very critical and for that you really have to put yourselves in the shoes of the uh, customer shoes of the developer and that's how it goes uh, forward so i personally feel that um, and then you have to go out in the market and see the poc and the validation of the idea so it's very very critical i mean there's no no shortcut to this um validation is a must without validation no matter what i think as an investor or what you think as an entrepreneur don't make sense because we might disagree but what the buyer or person who's paying for it um uh, or person who's subscribing to it they will determine whether this will work or not not the investor or the entrepreneur um so that is that is the most critical uh, element when it comes to any idea whether it will work or not work. sir so what do you exactly see like while investing in a startup oh multiple things um starting from the team um you know uh, the their strength their ability to deliver the problem that they are trying to solve um the idea itself whether it's needed in today's time the technology that they are using behind the idea whether it will be able to scale up um if it's not if it's a regular business idea where you need to invest more capital whether in in operating cost or um, capex um if with less investment we can scale up much higher um is the solution um you know this market is large enough it's not just for a certain section of people or certain age group or certain society is it has a large market base or possibility of growing what is the competition um in that field i mean is it is this going to be better than the competition or if there is no competition is there an ip uh, possibility a patent possibility or not um how much uh, tenacity does the team have so all of these things are are checked out and then if it's right value or not i mean everything might be well but if the the team is asking for a very high valuation then it might not work or if there are uh, if we don't if you can't support a follow on round then then also you know it becomes very very sensitive or critical for us so all these things are looked at uh, when we do a diligence kind of a thing okay so um, so what are the key elements uh, to a proper pitch or pitch deck um so so the proper pitch deck um, has uh, multiple elements first and foremost the first two three slides should be your strongest point if your team is the strongest point if your idea is the strongest point if your solution is the strongest point um if the there's an ip or a patent that you have that is the strongest point or if you have been in business for one year two years and traction and growth in numbers is your strongest point or the revenue is your strongest point or profitability gross profit is so whatever is the strongest 
point um, should be highlighted in the first two three slides because um, that will tell me that you know that's exceptional. I want to see more, and then the next five six seven slides should be basically the generic stuff that you need. Um, you know, competition. What is your unit economics? Uh, what have you done so far? Current traction. What are the what is the roadmap? How do you uh, intend to grow? And so on and so forth. And the last um, couple of slides um, really have to leave me with uh, a desire to ask more questions, to probe further, to see um, if this can work. And uh, you know, those are the things that are required in a pitch deck. Okay. Um, uh, what what are the uh, as as you know, you have mentored so many startups and you have seen their journey. So, what do you think? What is that one mistake which an entrepreneur does on a common basis? See, one common mistake that I have seen is that people underestimate their competition, and that time sometimes they only list out the direct competition on the slides. You know, there is so much of indirect competition. Other companies which are successful, funded, profitable, um, that can pivot or get your or acquire your market are also a competition. So, you should really look into all of that also. um secondly you should uh, be realistic in the uh, growth estimates um that you project people over project um assuming so much um you know that that's some other mistake that many people do uh, because you know if you over project then we feel or if you have a high profit margin then we feel that why do you need money i mean if you're if you're going to make so much money you should go for a loan uh, uh, you know uh, a debt equity where you can make money and return the debt at an interest rather than go for a, a equity based uh, investment yeah. lastly the market size uh, you know everyone knows the population of india everyone knows the age group of 25 to 35 everyone knows male female ratio so we if there is something that's very generic that everyone will use in a certain age in india we don't need to be told itne million log hain itne is age group mein log you know it it doesn't make sense if your problem and solution is good we we understand what the market size unless you are a very high tech deep tech specific market um, sensitive uh, idea that's when you have to give us uh, ideas on uh, on numbers that this is a, that, that number of so many people where i wear we are going to do so much you know those data that normally people don't have um, is what is needed i mean i just don't like a slide where says the indian pop, male pop, uh, young population is 40 crores even if we get 1% we will have 40 lakh people as our customers and 10 rupees per customer we'll make 4 crores in one year that those numbers don't make sense to uh starting something uh you have that instinct should i go for it or not so at that time there is a lot of confusion going on in an entrepreneur's mind so how uh we can overcome it so um confusion is good um the fact that you are doubting your uh, startup or your idea um you know logically and realistically it's good solutions can be found i mean and mentoring is needed i mean even before you go to a funder um you should go to organizations like tie and you should seek mentoring see what you're doing wrong see how you can do that thing differently see how you can resolve or reduce your uh, risk so all these things are very very important you know um, disruption uh, of sorts has to happen and that disruption has to happen uh, in a win win kind of a situation it cannot happen where i'm you know the investor is the winner or you are the winner or your buyer is the winner it has to work for everyone so being uh, suspicious of your um, actions doubting yourselves makes you realistic but at the same time don't lose your confidence 
um, be sure of what you're doing because you have thought through it and modify it, change it, adapt, but continue to grow where you think there is an opportunity. Uh, sir, what are what are your takeaways or views on the current digital marketing trends going on? So I think um, like any other thing, digital marketing uh, is a changing uh, module. Uh, AI, ML, uh, embedded, uh, very targeted uh, marketing is very easy to happen. I think that is the future. Um, I think uh, even with uh, this flat screen is going to go, AR, VR will kick in. Um, you know, we will probably in a year or two have, you know, glasses, uh, you know, Google kind of glasses. Yeah. We'll have things things that are projected, um, things that are uh, embedded in your devices. I think uh, all these things will be very, very um, savvy. I think digital marketing has a huge future um, and intelligence, uh, analytics, uh, and uh, many new, new technologies will get evolved. And I think um, that is a domain that one should be looking at uh, because new innovation needs to happen. Um, and, and it's a huge market. Um, people are moving away from um, offline marketing to online marketing. And I think um, that's going to be very critical. Okay. So, sir, as you have seen the both the stages of marketing, like from the traditional stage to till now this digital marketing stage. So, what what do you think uh, will this lead to in future? I mean, this will, as I said, lead into a future to a very targeted uh, audience. It will not be age group 25 to 35 and bombarded. It will be specific that this person is the right choice because his or her behavior on the phone uh, is being analyzed, how you press your buttons, people you talk, websites that you visit, everything is being recorded. So, so everything will eventually become very, very targeted. Um, your choice of uh, conversations, your time on screen, your behavior on screen, um, your behavior on the phone, um, your conversations with, uh, you know, telemarketers, Siri and other people, everything is being, you know, watched. So I think marketing will become very, very targeted, um, unlike a very generic or a mass um, broadcast of SMSs or putting on uh, Facebook ads in a city uh, like Delhi and targeting 10 times more people than you'd need to because your target market is just 10%. So all that will change. Okay. And what are your views on the growing e-commerce industry? So uh, e-commerce is again the future. I mean, this pandemic has obviously, um, you know, e-commerce has saved all of us during this pandemic. Otherwise, there would have been riots uh, for people requiring um, essential items. I think e-commerce is the future. Right now, um, essential items, you know, you know, you see, you can see Amazon, um, everyone doing very well, whichever company tried to do essential. Now the future, people have realized that they don't have to travel, they don't have to go out and shop in the market, um, you know, and it is always going to be a risk in the next year or so. So people will now start to look at more online options. Um, I think the online e-commerce market will definitely have a very good uh, future. Um, cost of customer acquisition will come down, competition will increase, uh, product uh, options will increase and with um, intelligent uh, AR, VR devices, you can see things, uh, uh, you, know, you know, wearing these things or trying these things virtually rather than physically um, and see a three-dimensional view on a two-dimensional, uh, you know, uh, laptop, all these things will change. So I think uh, it has a very good future.
okay uh, sir as you must be uh, seeing or looking out the startups do you think like this startup is going to boom in the future <laughs> um i mean we don't invest in any startup that we don't think will boom uh, yeah, or course, not boom yeah. we always we always are optimistic but you know um the the startup world is very dynamic uh, what we think good today might not work tomorrow what we think will not is not working today might work tomorrow so i think it's a it's a very very tough um, journey um getting your first investment is just the first step um it has a long ways to go mm, i think um, everyone uh, every startup whether investable not investable invested or not invested um has a bright future because technology has a bright future if you're not succeeding in something or you are even if you're a failed startup that will tell you what not to do the next time around and i think that that itself is a great experience that you money can't buy and i think uh, the future uh, is secure so everyone you know has a shot at growing uh, you know multiple times and i wish and i hope everyone does uh, and uh, the economy grows too with it sir how do you look at the indian startup ecosystem um in comparison to the world uh, we are quite good i would i would say that uh, we are much better than many many countries that i have visited or have seen startups across the globe i think india's um, ability um, to um, innovate uh, is very good we are strongly and firmly trans you know translating ourselves from just being a service or a backyard to a front end and a solution provider and innovative um, country uh, but we have we have some distance to go i think uh, there are some other countries um, that have a better um, infrastructure better tech um, they have uh, better access um, you know countries china is better berlin tel aviv you know some cities um, some uh, us but i think india is fast catching up and it's become a very very small world we can reach out to any market they can reach out to indian markets so um, india is good i mean i would rate it at at the, at the top 5 uh, 6 countries across the world or top 10 for sure um, okay. and uh, i'm very positive about india's growth uh, sir uh, what will be the role of two two tier three tier uh, cities in the in uh, to make the atmanirbhar bharat see uh, you know to make a country um, self reliant or atmanirbhar is not uh, just uh, left to the government or to large corporates um everyone has a role to play and i think um, consumers have a role to play i think tier 2 tier 3 cities uh, will will uh, obviously uh, have a very very critical role for multiple reasons um cost of running a business in a tier 2 tier 3 city is lower um hr cost costs are lower uh, real estate and uh, rental or purchase is lower um technology now without traveling in the last 4 months we can see we can access technology from everywhere we can um have calls like this and uh, work from anywhere so it doesn't matter where my uh, deep tech consultant is sitting i can always reach out to him over the phone or over a video chat so i think uh, uh, tier 2 tier 3 with lower overheads lower investments uh, have a very good future and i have a, a very good role to play and even for the larger corporates or companies um, you know ancillary units or small supply or small parts that we were importing so far um, the these these units will be coming up in tier 2 tier 3 and even tier 4 cities or rural india for that matter okay sir so do you think government will provide some assistance to the young budding entrepreneurs see um 
government has provided enough um, support um, their startup india program is um, really good their uh, fact that they are trying to uh, you know ease the way of doing business is also uh, you know praiseworthy i don't think as entrepreneurs we should look for funding or grants because you know it defeats the purpose of being an entrepreneur if we have yeah. to depend depend on government subsidies or grants it we are not capable enough to uh, fight on our own or stand on our own feet so i am not a, uh, a professor of uh, grants and subsidies i would rather give uh, get good infrastructure uh, simple policies uh, in place and execution and uh, low uh, interest rate capital for people who want debt otherwise the indian investment equity investment market is very robust and more and more people are becoming angel investors and investing so i think that all is in place and i think um, collaboratively with the government with organizations like ours and an ecosystem like india we should be able to uh, grow and uh, much further than what anyone can uh, imagine okay sir tell us about uh, your one setback and after that you recovered it again so uh, setbacks are a you know a, a regular thing in life you know i've uh, done so many things in my life and have failed in many um, i have uh, not invested in many companies uh, thinking that they were not worth investment and they have gone and succeeded i mean there's a long list of um, setbacks and every every setback uh you know is a learning and i learn from it and move on i don't regret um any decision that i have taken uh but still um uh, you know um shutting down a business because it doesn't work well or you are not equipped to run it well or the times have changed um is always um, a great entrepreneur's best decision that he can take i think uh if there were no setbacks then we would not be grounded we would not be humane uh we would not move with caution and we would become uh, you know reckless and uh, ruthless and um, the fact that we are in conversation the fact that i continue to step forward in every way that i can